questions. We don't hold back. Topics from ministry, life, marriage, and everything in between. So, buckle up, hold on tight. Here are your hostesses, Tara and Melody. Talk therapy. Sister, let's talk. All right, all right, all right, all right. It is Talk Therapy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is it's Tuesday, October the 20th. Can you believe that we are in the middle, well, past the middle of, <laughs> uh, of, yes, of October? Already. Um, welcome, you guys, tonight. Make sure you like and share. Share and like. We uh, welcome you guys to tag a friend. Let me get the comments over here. Okay. Um, to tag a friend, um, if you're in business, if you're thinking about being in business, wanting to be in business, this is going to be the show for you. Um, let's talk about it. You know, we all, our show is all about real, raw, and relevant um, information. We try to bring you information that's going to be life-changing. And this is one of the topics, especially in the era of the entrepreneur. <laughs> yes. Yes, let let's talk about that because you know this weekend um, is Black Entrepreneurial Day, um, and they've got a lot of virtual things that are going to be going on as far as Black businesses, and I think this is a good time to really talk about the entrepreneur versus the hustler. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna say that, um, and what makes me say that is because you know when, when, when racial tensions were high a couple of months back, our timelines were flooded mm-hmm. with people that um, have went into business and they yes. did well. A lot of them did well yes, yes. Um, with it, but now you kind of you find yourself. Who, you got to ask, well, who who do this? Who do that? Because the, the timelines are not quite, you know, it's as flooded yes. as they had been. And, you know, we, we have this discussion all the time that just because you're in business, you does not make you a business person. <laughs> you know, right. so, yeah, everybody in business is not a business person. Or everybody doing business. And doing business. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and everybody that says they have a business mm-hmm. is not really a business because it seems like it's become very popular, you know, to say, hey, I'm a business owner, but, mm-hmm. you know, not really not doing business. business. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we're going <laughs> to talk you, about it. Yeah. <clears throat> let's talk about it because you have so many people that want to be, that say they're, you know, in business, they don't have business license. They don't have a business account. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not paying taxes. So when you look, you know they're just a hustler. <laughs> they're yeah. not. They're not a business. They're not. They're doing business, but they're not in business. Correct. Now, I'm not knocking anybody that's hustling. <laughs> yeah. Because in this day and time, you need you need to have a hustle. You need to have maybe two hustles. <laughs> <laughs> but they're using the definition entrepreneur, they're using the definition businessman, businesswoman, and really, like you said, they are a hustler. Mm-hmm. They don't have the credentials, they don't have the mindset to be an entrepreneur or a business person. 
They're just hustling. So let's talk about it tonight. Well, you know, um, I found that people have not, <clears throat> I'm going to say this, to be a business owner, you got to have the right mindset. Mm -hmm. you got to have the right work ethics. Ethics. And then you've got to be a person who's in it for the long haul. Because mm -hmm. one thing about business, and, and it's possible, I don't like to say anything is not possible because it is possible. Because we see it all the time. Businesses drop, you know, a product. And we had the, um, the lady with the makeup, she made, what, a million dollars right. on her release date, which is possible. Mm -hmm. Which is possible. But even with that, there was some work put into it. Yes. And that's what the difference to me between a person in business and a business person, one of the differences is because a business person understands there's a lot of work that goes into having a business, being a business owner. And then there are a lot of sacrifices mm -hmm. with it as well. And they also understand there are chances that you may, it may be a while before you actually turn a profit. Exactly. And that you don't walk away because you have not turned a profit in a month or two. Because mm -hmm. yes. um, you find a lot of people, they give up on their um, ideas or whatnot because they haven't seen that, you know, that profit in a month or two. But it may be a year or so uh, before, you, see before you make a profit. And most of the time when you go to the bank or whatnot, that's what they tell you to prepare for. Mm -hmm. Or if you sit down, you know, used to be with um, someone about finances or a business and as far as loans or whatnot, um, how much money you need to have to start a business, they'll tell you, you need to have enough to at least be able to carry your business for 12 months. Yes. Out the gate. You yes. need to have enough revenue put up for 12 months to cover your business. Meaning, you know, if you gotta pay salaries, you gotta pay leases, whatever you need, 12 months, you know, they'll tell you you need to have in the bank or whatnot for your business. Mm -hmm. Well, things have changed. We got people who start business with little or no money, right. which is wonderful. <laughs> really, really wonderful because yeah. we're starting to see a lot of things change. Mm -hmm. um, and with online business, yeah, it's easy business. now yeah. to start a business. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. Brick and mortar is is totally different. Yes. We're, we're going to have a totally different, and this is me talking, but I, I truly believe it as far as business. We're going to have, or we do have, even at this present time, totally different from what we used to, because people used to strive to have brick that and brick and mortar. You know, you felt like you had arrived mm -hmm. if you had that brick and mortar, but now, you know, people are not even really getting out to go to those mm -hmm. businesses or whatnot. And then even here lately, the ones I've been in, they really don't have too much. Mm -hmm. People doing online yeah. shopping. Everybody's doing online shopping. The online shopping. market has increased tremendously, especially doing um, the COVID-19 pandemic. So you find a lot of people um, that were doing, that had brick and mortar that mm -hmm. um, even increased their online sales and those that already previously had online businesses that made even more, you know, their mm -hmm. revenue increased even more, which is great. And I heard you say, you know, we have to make sure that you don't think you have arrived because you have a brick and mortar. 
you also said something that I want to kind of touch on about business. You know, it's a sacrifice in business but to, to have a business, but most people don't have a business plan. True. They have a business idea. It's a great idea, but they have no plan for their business. They don't know how to market their business. They don't know how to get revenue for their business. They don't know how to um, uh, uh, formulate what type of business and demographics they are trying to, demographical group they are trying to reach. They just have an idea. And there's nothing wrong with having an idea. But just because you have a, an idea doesn't mean that you may need to be in business. And just because you um, in business, you, you can run a business, sometimes you may need to partner with someone that has a great idea and you be the person that does the run the business part of it. Some people have great talents, but they're not supposed to run the, they don't have the, well, they lack the cap capabilities. Not that they can't do it, but that's not their niche. They Their niche is to create great ideas, great products, to be behind the scenes while someone else is, someone else is there to uh, promote or run the business side of it. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I see that so often, and, and you see people, like you said, they make a million dollars and today a million dollars it sounds like a lot of money to a broke person <laughs> but it's really not a million dollars is not, not a really. lot of money give me give me two days three days and i don't even need <laughs> i two. might not even need that many. I, I know what to spend it on yeah i know what to spend it on yeah and it would be you know it would it would be gone exactly fast you know so you know so a million dollars you know I would take a million dollars, but a million dollars in this day and time is you have millionaires that go to work every day, mm -hmm. that go to work for somebody else every day. Yeah. <laughs> you you have those now. You have millionaires, and I know a couple of them that are engineers, and they are millionaires, and they still go to work every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because a million dollars, yeah, it's not a lot of money, especially. In this day and time, you you have to live on a, depending on how old you are. You have to live on a tight budget, or you're gonna need to make some more money. <laughs> Take that million and, and make you some more money with it. And, so, and yeah. that's very true. And um, with that, let let me say this: if you are in business, and I'm a firm believer of this, I I do just start. But even when you're starting. And that's why I say a lot of people don't realize, too, that it is a commitment. And you're going to sacrifice some stuff. Because even if you just start, say you don't have that plan, but you got the idea and you need to hit while the iron is hot, hot mm -hmm. go ahead and start. But when you start, you're going to be working double because mm -hmm. you've got to get your back end stuff taken mm -hmm. care of, meaning your plan. Because... You may start it, you may put it out there, but you you got to still have that plan in there um, as to how your business is going to be, how your business is going to be run. And I said this to the ladies in um, the Power Her Circle one time, you know, you can't take it lightly. When we go to 
uh, our nine to fives of us, you know, those that have a nine to five, they have manuals for mm -hmm. you. So even though you're a business owner and it's your business, you need to have a manual of how your operations are going to work. You need to have that business plan, mm -hmm. one. You need to have your finances thoroughly thought out, thoroughly thought out. You need to have your paperwork, your business license, and all of that. Things that need to be trademarked, you need to have them trademarked mm -hmm. or whatnot. These are the things that you need to jump on immediately after you start the business. This is why you probably won't see any profit for a while because you're getting everything in order. Mm -hmm. um, that business plan, then you need to have manuals. Even though it's just you, you need to have a manual as to how your day-to-day -day operations are going to work. And I say this for any anybody because we are the business owners. We know how we want stuff. But what if something happens to you? Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want your business to just disappear because you're not there. Say you mm -hmm. get sick and you're not able to fulfill orders. You need to be able to have something that somebody your your best friend or your spouse or one of your children need to step in right quick. Okay, this is what she does day to day to day mm -hmm. or this is what he does day to day. So that's why I say it's a commitment. It's a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You know, because it takes that time. And if you're taking the time putting into it and you're having to do a lot of this because you can't actually afford to pay anybody. Now, if you can afford to pay somebody to do all this for you, more power to you. <laughs> yes. But if you can't, that means you got to do the research and do it all in. That's why I said sacrifice. You idiot. So that means sometimes now on Friday night, I can't go out. Mm -hmm. I need to sit down and get this wrote out. I need to plan this out. I got to make this product. <laughs> <laughs> you know, different things. Yes. So that's where, you know, you're, sometimes you're, you know, the differences mm -hmm. in, in what piqued the title. Well, I really shouldn't say a title, but you know. Well, some people think of it, you know, it's it's something fabulous to say that I'm an entrepreneur or I'm a business owner. And what happens is people don't understand the sacrifice that goes into being a business owner. They watch television <laughs> and they see the glamorous images that people portray that are business owners but they don't understand that they're eating peanut butter they may be eating peanut butter sometimes because when you're in business and i've been in business for um 27 28 years i've had a salon business for 27 to almost 28 years and one thing people working for me assistance or whatever it doesn't matter how much money you make, you're the last person to get paid. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you have employees, you have bills, you have overhead, you have products, whatever you have, you're the last person to get paid. So that's part of that sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And when you think about business, people think, oh, I'm going to be making all this money. No. You have to have a plan how to sustain your business and how to grow your business and like you said melody if you're down your business shouldn't be down so that's part of making that plan
And we as women of color, we have always had a hustle. Mm -hmm. Some type of hustle. We can make a, you know, I think hustle <laughs> is in a lot of us, you know, in, in part of our DNA, we can make things happen if we need to make it happen. And some people have made their hustles their business. They went from a hustle to a business owner to an entrepreneur. Or to a, from an entrepreneur to a business owner. They made their hustle. They did that. And now they have multiple streams of income. So when you're looking at being a, a black female in business, you have to ask yourself, should I be? And if you should be, where do you fit in that business? Are you the manufacturer? Are you the marketer? Are you the financier? Are you the face of the business? You know, are you the packaging? What what part do you play? Are you the uh, the idea uh, create? Are you the creator of the business? The one that creates the, all the idea? What what um, what part do you play? Now, sometimes you have people that play all the parts, mm -hmm. and they're great at it. But then it's other times you have. I've seen so many people, and Melanie, you know, we talked about it before, that have an idea or they see, some, oh, I can do this, and I can do that, and I can do this. You may be able to do it, but can you sell it? Can you make it a business, or is it just a hustle? Because you have to be committed to your business. Mm -hmm. It's like a baby. <laughs> It's just like having a baby. You have to be committed to the business and you have to nurture it until it becomes an adult. And when it becomes an adult, you still have to do both. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I say all the time, being a business owner will have you almost bipolar. Because <laughs> you're going to have those days where you're going to make money and you are happy and, you know, your social media mm -hmm. is on fire and, you know, you 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 a hot commodity one day, and then the next two three days, you sitting there like, okay, nobody ain't bought nothing. So then you discouraged and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Then here comes the next wave. Right. So you have to be able to prepare to ride those waves out. You have to mm -hmm. understand that every day is not a winning day, mm -hmm. but every day is a working day. Oh, I like that. Say that again. <laughs> I like that. Every day is not a winning day, but every day is a working day. Mm -hmm. And just because you didn't meet your your sales goal for that particular day does not mean you don't work. Mm -hmm. Because there's something you need to be doing for your business um during that time. Yes. So, you know, one is just really realizing that you have to be committed for the long haul. Mm -hmm. For the long haul of things. And a, another thing with us, we're, we're talking about black entrepreneurs because that day is coming up Saturday, Black mm -hmm. Entrepreneur Day. It is time for us to start exploring and stepping into different rooms mm -hmm. um, because we do have to work harder than our counterparts because we, we can't, you know, easily walk in the banks and get the loans that they can get or whatnot. But we've got to learn how to how to work together, how to co collaborate 
properly on certain things so we can get ahead. And, you know, one thing I, I think I had mentioned it to you, it's time for us as businesses to start owning our building. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to be in a brick and mortar, it's so easy for us to run and sign a lease, mm -hmm. you know, with somebody. And then we go in there and, you know, we want things right. <laughs> you, I mean, let's just be real. Right. We do that, but it's not ours. Somebody it's somebody else's. So that's one thing that we need to start conversating about mm -hmm. and find a way that we can start collaborating. We got to get past the the I part of it. I this, I that, I this, I bring this, I you know, mm -hmm. we've got to get past that. Because if there's a big building Maybe a couple of us could go in and buy that building jointly, mm -hmm. not lease it. It's time to buy buildings. Yes. It's time for us to be able to invest in it. Because even buying the building, do we would be so much more financially secure mm -hmm. in lean times <laughs> versus leasing a building mm -hmm. when, when the lean times come. Mm -hmm you'll have a little bit more leeway. Let me just say that. Yes. Um, I, I like what you said. We need to try to come together. As What I've noticed is, especially in the African-American community, and, and you guys have noticed it too, you may have, and I'm just going to use the clothing, the jewelry, the shoes. You may have five or six different um, people in business, but you may be selling different things. Mm -hmm. Why not collaborate together? And when I say collaborate together, you have, just say you have three different businesses. You have clothing, you have shoes, you have jewelry, and you have handbags, I would say handbags. So four different businesses. So all four of you guys have a, a demographics of people, population of clients that support you. What if you had a pop-up shop with all four of you guys? So instead of one uh, one demographic, one population, you have four different populations of retail buyers that's coming in that's going to support. Yes, everybody's not going to buy shoes, but everybody's not going to buy jewelry either. So you may ha and then you may have one person that may buy all of it. It gives you a better opportunity to expand. But what I see is this, and it's that crabs in the bucket. Well, that's my client, and this is my client. It's not your client. You do you work you you work better in numbers than you do separately. If you come together and work together, because everybody has their niche. Everybody's not doing the same thing. Um, and I use the clothing, but what about exercise? You have people that do exercise, and you have so, so many of African-American women that are great um, fitness, exercise, nutrition instructors, but they don't want to work together. But because they think, oh, you're going to take my client. They can't take something that belongs to you. A person cannot take something that belongs to you. You can't take a client. Everybody's, you can't see everybody in 
your area. <laughs> it's enough people that you can work off of each other. You may be, one person may be off of this services, and they may have a client that come in and say, hey, uh, uh, well, another another person may come in and say, hey, I'm looking for such and such services. And you say, well, I don't offer that, but I can refer you to this person and vice versa. This is how you build your business and build your legacy and build camaraderie within the community as a business owners. This is what the other people do. <laughs> this is what, you know, the Caucasians, they do it all the time. They help each other. They don't, they're not backstabbing. They're not taking clients because they already know. Some people going to shop at Walmart. Some people going to go to Macy's. Some people going to go to um, Dollar General. Some people going to the Dollar Tree. Period. And you have some part people that they going to go all places. But and it's okay. But if you work together, you have a better chance than just seeing 10 customers. You can see 60 customers. And and let me let me bring that a little home a little bit. We work First let me say this. Personalities are different. Now mm -hmm. we're both life coaches. Mhm. Mm but we don't compete with each other mm -hmm. in that because one thing is we have different personalities. Mm -hmm. So the people that may be attracted to Tara are for Tara. The people that are attracted to me are for me. You know, and it's, it's just that. So everybody, you can have two people in a clothing business or whatnot since you had used that mm -hmm. as an example. But I may be attracted and fit in more with her personality. Mm -hmm. Not saying that the other person's products are bad. You know, I just may like her personality mm -hmm. a little bit. Not saying that their personality is not good. It just may not be my vibe. <laughs> Can you stay there for a minute? Because I want you to talk about um, personalities in business because that plays a big part. And well, and that's what I was mm -hmm. all, I was going and mm -hmm. I was leading into this. One thing that I found with the African American community is this: that we we put our personal feelings in business. I count, and I'm I'm confident in saying this. Our counterparts do not allow their personal feelings mm -hmm. to play such a big part yes. in business, because business is business. Whew, say that. I don't have to like you personally to do, do business, business with you. I need for you to say that. Again, because that's something that I have noticed that African American women have. Yes. They, if they don't like your personality, they don't want to do business. Can you say that again? And it's not just always somebody so much type, your Somebody <laughs> type that. It's not always so much the the personality. They may not like the way you walk. They may not yes. like the way you talk. I get called bougie all the time and whatnot, and I'm saying to myself, honey, you just don't really know me. Because if I really break it down to you, you to understand why I am like I am. But anyway, you know, we we put our personal feelings into it. You know, we get to thinking, oh, she did this back then, and oh, that wasn't right or whatnot. And we don't do business with them. No, we got to get past that. Because what we're doing is we're keeping ourselves 
in these little bitty boxes mm -hmm. because we can't get out the box because the person that we may actually need to be doing business with or the person we may need to actually be learning from we're caught up in our flesh mm -hmm. and in our you know and in our feelings yes our feelings yes. that we can't get what we need mm -hmm. Because they may have a product that we actually need. Or they may have a connection that, that we need. That you yeah. need <laughs> and, and to we take your at, business to the next level. Yeah, <laughs> and we're looking at something that they may have done 20 years ago that has nothing to do with the type of business they're that's, in. That's right. that's right. Or something that we may have heard from somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got to take our feelings out of our business. Exactly. And run our business as that a business. As a business, I, I shared with you. I think I shared with you that I had a conversation with someone, and a white businessman shared this about his black counterparts. And he said this. He said the reason that most black people go out of business is because they wear their feelings on their sleeve. Mm -hmm. They can do business with anyone as long as you're doing business. Because it's about business, like Melly. It's not about your personal relationship. We put too many personal relationships in business. Mm -hmm. Business is business. And we lose out and we miss out on what we need to take you to the next level. Mm -hmm. We do. We do We do that a lot. Yes. And, and then we let that thing, you know, pride. <laughs> pride, you know step in there. I, can I say this? I, I know um, in my other business, of course, I do life counseling and life coaching, but in my hair salon business, now when I grew up uh, in the business, it was no such thing where I was taught. Let me just put it. I don't know about anybody else. This is what I was taught. Your client is your client while they're in your chair. That's what I was taught. I was brought up in a salon with six stylists. You know, mm -hmm. my mom, my aunt did hair. We had six, it was six six people in there. So it was your client as long as they were in your in your chair. It was no rivalry because oh this week Susie's in Tammy's chair or this week Susie's in my chair and the next week. It was no rivalry because guess what? They still came in the salon. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nowadays I have noticed and I have heard that you know you have cosmetologists, barbers that fall out because a customer that they had been service, servicing decided to go to Billy Bob. And, I, and, and Billy Bob knows Joe. And Joe found out that Billy Bob did Joe's hair. Or Joe did, yeah. I'm like, and they fall out? What kind of foolishness is that? It's business. You can't tell a consumer where to spend their money. Your client is your client as long as they're in your chair. Mm -hmm. I send clients places to other cosmetologists all the time because there's some services I don't want to do. <laughs> and, and I would just get rid of that. I don't mean I can't do it or I may not do it as good as somebody else. So I don't mind saying, hey, that service that you're looking for, let me let me recommend you to so-and-so. I can do it, but that's not my that's not my uh, specialty. Let me send you here. And I have no problem with that. And, and we do it all the time. You know, we, we see it amongst ourselves. But we do it all the time, you know, when it comes to shopping. And I'm going to use me, for example. I'll go in TJ Maxx. I like TJ Maxx shoes. Mm -hmm. 
I don't, I don't like their clothes. Okay. You know, not not for me. Right. Let me say that for for me. I don't like their clothes, but I do like their handbags. I like their shoes. Mm -hmm. Now I go to another store for my clothes. <laughs> do you think those two stores too busy? Tell my oh she over here that no. You get what you want from where you want it and from what you like. So if I'm in this boutique buying this because they got this, okay. But then I may go to the other boutique because she got this that I like over here. Mm -hmm. Does not mean that, you know, I'm not really loyal to either one. They just may have two okay. separate styles and, I, you know. Mm -hmm. We got to do better. We got to do better. <laughs> we have to do better as black female business people that's in business and entrepreneurs we have have to learn how to collaborate and uh, 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 connect with each other so that the businesses that you are in the entrepreneurship that you're in the ones that you're trying to start you can have a camaraderie camaraderie split that with a wrong y'all know i mess up words camaraderie Camar you know what I'm trying Camar to say. Camaraderie. <laughs> Tongue twisted. But anyway, um, of networking partners to help you eat, to feed off each other so that you can grow. And this is what they do all the time. We have to understand you don't have to be do this by yourself. Work with other people that do similar things in the similar field so that you can feed off of each other customer base. Mm -hmm. So that will help your customer base grow. Get out your clicks. I just still had to put my head down because <laughs> y'all know Augusta is full of clicks. You know, get get out your clicks. Um because your clicks could be holding you back. It could be. Your um your clicks could actually be holding you back and it is limiting you because you're only if you stay within your clicks only going to networking events or whatnot and not to me really I don't think Augusta really knows how to network I'm saying that what a real networking event is mm -hmm. but you know if you're within your click who are you meeting you Nobody. you're just <laughs> selling amongst each other and how much selling can you really do within just your little click right you're not expanding you're not expanding so stop you know being so clickish mm -hmm. you know it's okay to step outside of the group mm -hmm. you may meet some new wonderful people and some new ideas you know that that may come out of meeting those people that are outside of your mm -hmm. click um because that's that's another thing and i and I do see it here in Augusta a lot. It is very clickish, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. So you you got to move. Business almost, you know. Move past your click, mm -hmm. you know. And then if you and if your click got a problem with you moving past them, you might need to evaluate your click. Amen, church. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know, Amen, I'm just church. saying, you know. Amen, church. And, and then some of that <laughs> click part, it it. It spills over into the get out your feelings mm -hmm. and do business. Mm -hmm. And if you have people that's in your clique that's going to have an issue with you expanding your horizons, um, 
again, like you said, you need to reevaluate it. When you learn that how the more successful business women do things, and I think you used an example. It was a, I'm not gonna call the name of the, the, the store that was in Augusta Mall. Mm -hmm. um, two Caucasian women, a couple of Caucasian women were selling clothes in the Augusta Mall. They had a shop, they were selling the Chinese clothes that that the black girls sell <laughs> um, in the online in their pop-up shops and in their brick and mortar shops. Same stuff that they were selling for 10 and 20 and $30. The white girls invested, got a space in the mall, sold those same $10 dresses for $100 and made a killing. And we were buying them up. And you were buying them up the same $10 dress that you would spend $100, $150 because they were in the mall. It was nice in there. The environment, the atmosphere was nice. It looked expensive because of the personalities and how they had it decorated. And guess what? And because it was in the mall, that's right. called marketing, <laughs> you bought the items. You can do the same thing where you are. Learning how to work together. Sometimes it takes, hey, it's three, it's three ladies, three business owners selling the same item. Mm -hmm. Come together. Come together. Work together. Sell those items and make more money. Online sale, brick and mortar sale, increase your prices, work. You work smarter and not harder. Yes, you may have to divide it up three ways, but you're making six or seven times more and you're working less. Mm -hmm. And you can open up multiple stores instead of having one store. Because everybody's niche may be different. Everybody. I mean, and we, let's just say women's clothing, and you know, we're, we're just throwing this out there as mm -hmm. an example. Someone, one may have a good following for plus size mm -hmm. women. Another one may have a big following for your standard size women. One may have a different following because they have more of your trendier stuff. Mm -hmm. So you have to you have to be comfortable and you have to know who you are and what your market is. Mm -hmm. And and we we gotta stop being um, afraid that we we're gonna lose something that we really don't own. You don't own a customer. And and that's what, you don't own a customer. Because a customer has the ability to go wherever they want to go. Now you may want to strive to keep them a customer. And that has a lot to do with the tone that's set within your business. Now you can set that tone within your business. Because, you know, and, and I look at where I work at, customer service is a big thing and I say that because the industry that I work in I remember years ago we were higher than our competitor price-wise but we didn't have the technology that our competitor had but one thing that got us over the other competitor was our customer service and people were more willing they were willing to pay more 
for the good customer service, but less service mm -hmm. than our competitors. Chick-fil-A. Look at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Look at Chick-fil-A. You don't have to worry about nobody rolling their eyes. You will never. Everyone is so... If you have a bad day, go to Chick-fil-A. Just ride through Chick-fil-A. Everybody likes that Chick-fil-A. You're going to have a good day. You're going to smile at some point before you leave that drive You can line. go in there and cuss those people out. And don't do that. And by the time you pick your food up, you're going to you're gonna be apologizing and smiling. Because the customer service. Yeah. Customer service customer is very service. important, and we need to give the same quality of customer service that we expect from mm -hmm. others. Yes. You know, I don't care what nationality they are. When you, I feel like this, and you know, I have a, a problem. I, I can't stand them self-checkout lane because mm -hmm. I feel like I don't worked all day. <laughs> I don't need to come in here and work some more to spend right. my money. <laughs> but you know, you work hard for your money. You have mm -hmm. to realize people work hard for their money. And so in order for them to choose you mm -hmm. to spend their money with, you have to really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Really, you know, don't take it for granted because they chose you. Really appreciate that they they chose you to spend their hard earned money mm -hmm. with and we need to give them that same respect when they um choose us. Yes. So um that that's something else. We've just got to get better business all the way around. Yeah. And really realize it's a business. It's not your friend. They they're not doing you a favor. Mm -hmm. People will be aggravating because that's what people do. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if you're providing a service, a product, if that's what you choose to do and you're in business, customer service, collaborating, and connecting with the right people are the three elements that are going to help you um, increase your business and take your business to the next level. You have to. You have to do these things. Um, you said earlier in the show that sometimes people um, um, uh, uh, have an issue with others' personality when that personality, that person, that that personality of that person may be what you need to help take you to the next level, mm -hmm. or you just need to learn something from them. You need to learn something from them, and so often we don't want to share. Oh, if I, if I tell you this, you're going to take my clients. If they can take them, they were not your clients in the first place. <laughs> mm -hmm. You can't tell people where to spend their money. If you teach people, work together. Now, you do have some trifling people. You, you, that's, you do. You have people that's going to be evil. But guess what? what? What goes around comes around. You can't worry about that. You have to worry about building your own business, connecting with the right people so that you can be successful. Not be a hustler all your life. You want to be a business person. You want to be an entrepreneur. You have to go from the hustle mentality to a business mentality. Business is ever increasing. Even with, like Melody, what you said, even in the times when you have the the slower times, those slow times is when you in the you back at the um the blueprint. What can I do here? 
because you know you have highs and lows. So those low times is where you there you're you're re restructuring what to do um, so that your business can not just survive but strive during the low times because they're gonna come come around. That's just business. You have ups, you have lows. We look at the dial. Yeah, it's up, it's go, it's low. So you have to. Those are the times that you go back to the drawing board. You learn in the the low times. You learn what can I do now? How can I increase? What's going to be my strategy? What is everybody else doing? What's somebody? That's when times you come to the table. What can we do to make things different? Look at the pandemic. You saw more people now. It's more online, Facebook. Uh, uh, stores, <laughs> people going online selling clothes out of their closet mm -hmm. and making hundreds, thousands of dollars. They re, they restructured how they did things because pandemic hit, they had to find another way. That's what you have to do. You have to always be thinking. Yes. Always think and try to be one step ahead. You have to act you have to find out what the problem is. Mm -hmm. When you're in business, you're looking to say, okay, what is the problem? Not within my business, but within whatever my niche is. You know, if your niche is, look, we're going to say boutique. We're going to talk about clothing again as an example. If your niche is, is plus sizes, what's the problem today with plus size clothing? Mm -hmm. Is it the fit? Or is it the styles? Is it the trends? What What is it? I'm thinking about, you know what you said, uh, the plus size and the, the uh, what's the new outfits that they have out? The wrestling outfits. Oh, I say everybody wearing wrestling suits. <laughs> the rest. Yeah. Plus size, y'all start wearing those wrestling suits. <laughs> Get you a friend that's going to tell you the truth. Some of y'all little skinny cheeks don't need to wear no wrestling suits. Stop wearing a wrestling suit. Put a big cape on, a, a cardigan. Don't stop wearing it. That, that look hard. I'm just going to say, stop. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Put, stop it. Stop it. And stop it. The end. I just had to put that disclaimer in. I might make somebody mad, but some of y'all and them BMWs, mm-mm. Don't do that. That's not right. Just because they sell it does not mean you need to buy it. That's my disclaimer for the night. I'm, I'm done. Y'all, please come back. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to ask your question. Ask what, what is the problem? How you can solve the problem within your niche? You real wrong, Remnant. You're trying to keep the folks. <laughs> Fix it, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing we have to do, and, and this is for the, the African American consumer, because you know, most of the time, if you have a different nationality, they don't pose this problem. But we have to remember when it is a black owned business, pay them what they are asking for. And let me say this, when I say pay them what they're asking for, this can lead to a whole nother conversation because as African-American business owners, we've also got to move out of the arena of fear. 
because a lot of us are pricing based on fear. Fear of people not paying what they really should be paying for a particular product mm -hmm. or for a service because we are afraid that we're going to, in our mind, we're seeing it as we're outpricing ourselves. Mm -hmm. When in all actuality, we're not outpricing ourselves. Um, we're losing out because right. we're not making the profit that we should be making because we're thinking, oh, they're not going to pay this. Mm -hmm. Well, when you go in Macy's, when you go into, um, let's say this, because a lot of y'all been going, Louis Vuitton, mm -hmm. when you go in Gucci, you don't negotiate prices. You don't yeah. even go in Walmart and negotiate prices. Mm -hmm. You don't go in KJ's and negotiate prices. Whatever price is on that sticker, if you want that particular item, you pay for it. Correct. So even on the consumer side, we have to remember that most of the time when you're when you're your African American business owners are pricing, most of them are pricing out of fear mm -hmm. because they want to make sure that you all are going to buy that product. Right. So they're not really charging what they should be charging exactly. to make a substantial profit, or, you know, mm -hmm. an actual profit. You said fear. Yeah, it's a, it's a fear factor. Mm -hmm. It's a fear factor. Yeah. Because I, I guarantee you, the, the business owners on here, if we took a poll, every one of them all will say, when I price, I think about, will they pay mm -hmm. this for it? not based on what we pay for a product, mm -hmm. pay for the shipping, pay for the time, mm -hmm. and everything as far as the, which our counterparts take into consideration when they're, when they're pricing mm -hmm. their items, you know. Yes. You, you have to take all of that. In consideration. Consideration of shipping, you know, when it comes to getting a product to you, the time that you put mm -hmm. in it, you, you might as well say your hourly wage, wage. or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Cause there are, you know, there's a there's a proper formulation for pricing an <laughs> item, which I know. Can you say that again, please? Please say that for the viewers. <laughs> there's a proper, you know, formulation for pricing an item. You know, a lot of people see an item and they say, oh, it's double that price. You know, so I don't need to pay because they don't double the price. Well, if you actually do it right, sometimes your formulation costs three times what you paid for the item. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not that easy. Um, so when you add on the consumer side, when you're purchasing, you need to really think about it. Take some business classes. Yeah. You know, a lot of times if you're going to be, uh, want to be a business owner, want to be an entrepreneur, invest in yourself. Invest in uh, marketing. Invest in business classes so, um, so that you can learn what to do and how to... Uh, make a bigger impact because you always want to work smart and not hard works it's going to be always someone to buy your product if you do anything in fear you're going to receive it in fear you're going to always be on the edge you're going to be stressed out if that's what you do i look at um and i'm going to call her name sassy jones she's a black like sassy <laughs> black uh, entrepreneur black businesswoman entrepreneur brother that started her business started selling jewelry scars purses accessories those type of items sassy is a multi-millionaire now 
when you go to Sassy's site, you may pay $300 for a purse. And it's not a Dooney and Burke. It's not a coat. It's a Sassy Jones. And she's not downplaying her prices because she feels like, oh, somebody's not going to pay for it. If you want it, you pay for it. Mm -hmm. You're going to always have that market that can afford. Well, let me just, let me, re let me say that again. People pay for what they want. Because you have. Because I was just going to say, you got some people who can't afford some, but they'll buy it if they really want it. If they, if they got to put it on layaway, she money, your money, they money, to get <laughs> to get what they want. So stop stop undercutting yourself. Price yourself, um, again, even in my coaching business, I have people say, oh, your prices are too expensive. Well, you are paying for my knowledge. You're paying for my knowledge. I have in my um, salon business, I have people say, well, Tara, you're a little pricey. Well, guess what? You are paying for my skill, my time, my training, my knowledge. You're paying for that. Now, if that's something that you cannot afford, you may need to go somewhere else. But I can't. And I just had this happen to me Saturday, matter <laughs> of fact. I had a lady came, you know, she was asking for a service. She was recommended. And she said, well... You know, her stylist was out or whatever, had surgery, and she wanted to know how much it was for a service, and I told her how much it was, and she said, oh, my stylist used to charge me such and such. Can you charge me that? I said, no, ma'am, I cannot. This is my price. She went on and on, and matter of fact, she showed up, unexpected, <laughs> and to show me her hair, and then she said, well, is it still going to be that price? Yes, ma'am. And if you come back again, I might increase it. <laughs> So you have to stop devaluing yourself because people don't want to pay you for your products, your time, your services. If they don't want to pay it, if they can't afford it, it's three or four more people that will do it. And you have to, that goes back to knowing your worth. Mm -hmm. You have to. Knowing your worth. Yeah. Because, you know, when you invest in yourself and you price in your products, you have to take in account for all that you got to take in account the classes you don't set in the time you don't put into studying for those classes you know your student loan I was about to say honey, that, I, my student loan is a nice house I have a nice I, I have a real nice that student loan balance is a that that is a nice well, and, and, let, and let's be realistic you know because I know there is somebody watching who probably saying oh they think no, because let's be realistic. When you go to a doctor, most of the time, the doctor may only give you 15 minutes in the room. 10. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to that particular doctor, because if you're in the hospital, you're going to get a bill from the hospital, you're going to get a bill from the doctor. Mm -hmm. that, that short period of time, now, y'all, uh, and this is the way I want y'all to look at it. Mm -hmm. You paying for all his years of education. Mm -hmm. You paying for all the student loans, or even if he didn't have to use student loans, which probably really rare mm -hmm. these days, you know. You're paying for every penny that went into education. Mm -hmm. You paying for every hour he set up and he studied. You paying for every exam he had mm -hmm. to pass to get that MD on his name. That's right. So when you're pricing your product, you got to think about, okay, I had to sit in this class. Mm -hmm. 
to learn this. And even if you're not sitting in the class, I'm going to break it down and leave it a little more. If you're sitting at home and you're watching YouTube videos on how to learn to do something, your time is valuable. Amen. Amen, church. So that's <laughs> why it's important. That, and that could be a whole show by itself. Mm -hmm. We need to get out of that fear mindset. Mm -hmm. And start pricing where we need to. Mm -hmm. And we should not be afraid that we're going to have backlash mm -hmm. from our counterparts when we price accordingly. I'm going to say accordingly. And don't be afraid to uh, market other nationalities. Because your product may not be for, uh, well, I'm not going to say it's not for, but it, your main customer base may be another nationality. Don't be afraid to reach, to step out to other nationalities. Because you will be surprised, surprised how other nationalities will buy your product. It's all about presentation and pricing. Because sometimes you underprice yourself. Well, even in these days, you'll find that other nationalities are leaning towards products that were primarily created for the African-American um, community. Because mm -hmm. um, a lot of us, again, an example, we're, we're promoting and selling natural products. Mm -hmm. Well, you have a lot of counterparts that have actually been into the natural you know, mm -hmm. um, the natural, I don't even know what I would call it because it's not a movement, the natural way of life, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just going to say it that way, before we could, because to me, you know, I even told you that we behind on it. Very behind. I mean, we, we very behind, mm -hmm. you know, even when it comes to our eating, mm -hmm. um, our diet and everything, we, we're, we're behind. So... You, you never know who, you know, who's going to um, grab your product and go with it. So, you know, make your product when you're marketing available to everyone. To everyone. Don't reach, step out. Don't just make it, oh, you know, for your race, your nationality. Reach out to other markets. They buy things also. You buy from them, reach out. It's all about your pricing, your presentation, Customer service. Reach out. Spend the money. You. It, it takes money to make money. If they're having vendor events, become a vendor, vendor there. Become a vendor at their event. Know the market and price accordingly. Mm -hmm. You have to study people. You study everything. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> not going to say that. Um, but we... Should you be in business? Just because you want to do business or if you're hustling, should you be in business? And if you should be, what part are you playing in that business? Yeah. Well, guys, our time is up. It is 6 o'clock. Yeah, 6 o'clock. We thank you guys. We have some, some you know, some comments. Um questions on there we thank you guys make sure you like and share share and like and meet us here next every tuesday for talk therapy where our conversation is always real raw and relevant until next week have a great week thank you guys for watching